Hello, YouTube. Today I have a great call with uh, an Indian gentleman that actually lives in the United States. So if you're a U.S. person and you're planning to go offshore in the future or you want to um, leave the U.S. and not pay tax in the U.S., we talk a lot about U.S. residency versus non-residency, U.S. LLCs versus U.S. corps, and how to structure real estate and stock in the future as you um, decide whether or not you want to continue being a U.S. resident. So it's a little nuanced like all my videos, but um, if you know, you're uh, here on a U.S. visa, you're accumulating assets and you're thinking of what you want to do in the future as you retire, this is a perfect video for you. Okay. So I hope, <laughs> I know it's a very distinct person, but I hope if that's you, you're here right now watching the video. And I hope that before we get to the actual call, you leave me a thumbs up and the little button below, because that's really helpful. And don't forget to subscribe. Okay. So let's get to the call. Haven't done my taxes. I'm too turned up. Haven't done my taxes. I'm too turned up. I'm doing great. Thanks for um, thanks for uh, showing up for the call. Yeah, um, thank you. I appreciate your time as well. Yeah, looking forward to uh, to speaking. Let me see if you put any notes on your calendar. Um, I do these calls back to back. I smash them from eleven to twelve, or no, from was it from ten to twelve thirty? So I just do like six or seven calls, or whatever, and then thirty minutes each. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. <laughs> so I, have, I have no notes here. Can you um, where where are you yeah. calling me from today? Uh, so I'm calling you from Seattle, actually. Uh, actually, let me just forward this to you. Uh, I think I did. You did respond back to quite a bit of my notes as well. So uh, okay. Well, I'll find your email and go through. But um, I just resent it to you. So okay. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So you have a bunch of questions. So. You, did you talk to Joaquin already? Yeah, I did. Okay, so you probably <laughs> uh, have so more he, questions. He's really an immigration yeah. attorney, but he helps out with a lot of the easier questions, but he might have more questions, I guess. Right. Uh, I think most of my questions are related to tax and, um, you know, uh, what's the best way to set up LLCs and things like that, considering my situation is slightly different uh, than most folks who come on the call. Yeah, you're a U.S. resident. Uh, I'm a U.S. resident, but I'm not a citizen, so... You still pay taxes here, though, I guess, you you know, in Seattle. I think Washington, you don't pay any taxes in that state, though, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, no state taxes. So. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's like us in Florida on the other side of the country. Oh, sweet. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so let me just uh, probably give you a rundown of the situation and what I'm yeah, looking please. for, and thanks like that can probably help you out. For, uh, I'll help you understand the situation. So, um, Basically, uh, what I'm looking at uh, today or right now is that I'm on uh, I'm a resident, but I'm not a citizen. And uh, over the past few years, I've been uh, accumulating a lot of assets and stuff. And then I'm looking to um, do the fire situation, you know, financially independent early retirement. Uh, so kind of part of that. And uh, my goal is to kind of like, you know, uh, build up enough assets that I can retire in probably about 10 years or so. Um, and I don't. Uh, I'm not looking to retire necessarily in the United States, but probably somewhere where the capital gains are tax-free, you know, um, travel the world and uh, other things, you know, so that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Um, but as far as I was looking into, uh, you know, various uh, ways in which I can hold assets and things like that. So uh, some of my questions related to like, you know, if I'm, if I'm looking at uh, properties or if I'm looking at other assets that I'm holding in the United States, uh, I'm still going to be paying taxes, um, you know, eventually, um, even if, if I leave them here. And even if I leave the country, 
Well, um, real estate, I, real estate in the U.S. is great because you don't. If you want to keep reinvesting and stuff, you know, you have the 1031 exchanges, you have depreciation. There's a lot of ways to not pay tax on real estate in the U.S. and pay like minimum tax. Right. How does the situation change though if I go outside the United States? It does hold assets. It doesn't really. You just have to structure how you hold them better to to protect against the estate taxes, and it might cost a little bit more in taxes if you have like a, some kind of corporate structure, or unless you put stuff in a trust or whatever you want to do. Um, it's different for everyone, um, but you know the very common is having like a foreign holding corp that owns the U.S. corporation that owns the property, and you and you know you're going to pay a higher tax rate on any profits, but you know how it is with depreciation expenses, the profits are generally a little lower unless you have a really awesome um, property that just generates a ton of profit for you, um, which again, might have to pay some tax, but um, you know, you hold it that way. So it, so it, uh, what's the word, protects you against estate taxes. If you want, if you're going to have a lot of, if you, you know, there's give and take, because then if you own if you own it personally you pay less capital gains on sales and you pay less regular taxes on the on the profits but if right. you die then your estate tax is going to be really high okay um so thinking about this a little bit more um i know i've heard about the wyoming llc's and then international llc's as well typically based off in like cayman or uh, bvi or something like that um, so as far as real estate owning, so you're you're indicating that if I do have properties in the United States, they probably should be held by U.S. LLCs, which are in turn held by uh, international LLCs. Is that how uh, you're? No, uh, corporations, not LLCs. Okay, so how, do, how does the LLC uh, differ from a corporation? They're um, very, very different. The principal difference is that an LLC is passed through taxation. It's like it doesn't exist. If you own a property with an LLC, you report the taxes and the income and you pay taxes on your personal tax return. If okay. you have a corporation, the corporation has its own tax return and the corporation pays taxes. Okay, but if I am going to be outside the United States, how would that change the situation whether I own an LLC or a corporation? It would, it's exactly the same. Okay. If, if you own an LLC, you pay taxes, you still have to pay because the property is located here in the U.S. So you have to pay right. taxes in the U.S. So you just file a 1040 NR and you just okay. file a different tax return personally and pay the taxes personally. The reason okay. you wouldn't want to do that is because of the estate tax implications. But the general tax implications are usually a little bit better um, owning stuff personally just because the capital gains rate gets the most usually like around 15 percent gets up to 20 percent. But the corporate um, tax rates start at 21%. Okay. Um, all right, cool. Um, so I think that kind of clarifies a little bit more. Uh, I may have to start looking into corporations if my eventually the end goal is to be living outside the United States, but holding assets in the United States. <laughs> well, it depends where you want to live and where you want to be a resident. I just worked with this guy who, who basically lives like the plan is to live in the U.S., uh, uh, the max he can without being a U.S. Um, tax resident. So it's like four months a year. And um, he's going to be living in Mexico for less than six months a year. And he has a house right. there. And then he's going to be living in other places for the other two months. And that way he's not really going to pay taxes anywhere because he's a Canadian citizen. So okay. um, yep. where, where, where are you a citizen of? So I'm a citizen of India right now. They don't, they don't like make you pay any taxes when you're not living in India, right? 
Uh, when I'm living in India, yes. When you're not, <laughs> I know, not when you're not, when no, you're not living no. in India. I know I talked to a no, lot of no. Indians and I know you guys pay a lot of taxes in India. Yeah, uh, not not in India. If I'm not living there, then no, I don't. So yeah, yeah so, my goal so, is not to go back there. So well, you, uh, you always, the like, thing you know, is the thing is everyone wants to have a you want to have a passport, you know, and and like right. that's something we do too. We can definitely get you a, a passport in like Granada or Saint Kitts or something, and if you wanted to really be like a a global citizen, but most people like yourself, you can travel with your Indian passport and then not live in India and live in other countries. And oh, just, yeah, I am you know. aware. Actually, yeah, there have been, um, I have been thinking about like uh, Granada or St. Kitts and some of the other places as well that do provide passports, which pretty much, get, I think the access to a larger number of countries is what I'm looking for uh, as well. I, I think can, India provides yeah. I can India definitely help you access. with that. We have, um, I was just talking to, um, um, I, we work really closely with a company that does that. I was on the phone with the, the president of that company yesterday for a couple of times. And he's like, he was telling me that in, uh, Granada, St. Kitts, they have like hotel developments and basically you, you purchase an investment property and like right. a, a brand new yep. hotel and it's like 200 grand and you have this, ho this, this place, this residence, and then you also get a passport. So it's like uh, the cost of the passport it becomes very minimal because you're investing in real estate that again, you can rent out because they're kind of tourist destinations too. So, yep. um, okay. you know, there's the, I can definitely help you with those options as well. Okay. That, that's cool. Yeah. That, that's really good to know. Um, so uh, a few other follow-up questions that I've, I've got. Um, uh, so the, one of the first things is like, I already own a lot of assets right now. Maybe like I'm, properties I'm kind of like real estate. Uh, well, mostly in uh, investments, uh, like stocks and things like that. Okay. Um, so as far as those are concerned, currently I do pay top capital gains and things like that when I do sell it. But um, I'm seeing, is it considering the situation, would it still be best to kind of like um, own it here or be outside and uh, own it in brokerages or how, how would that work? When you're a non-resident, you don't pay tax on capital gains in the U.S. So you can run your U.S. stock portfolio and pay no ta capital gains when you become a non-resident. But I do understand they withhold 30%, right? Only on dividends, only on dividends. So you can make it, you can have $100 million of capital gains and not pay taxes. But if you invest in only dividend stocks, then they will withhold 30%. But most non-residents don't invest in dividend stocks. They, they switch the strategy, invest in capital gains and mutual funds and ETFs right. or whatever, so that they don't actually get dividends, and that way, um, you don't pay any taxes. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah. That so it's, it's pretty sounds... awesome because you get it in the U.S. market, U.S. brokerages. The issue there again is estate taxes because U.S. stock is a uh, an asset, and if you die, then uh, and you have family and you want the assets to go to them, they would have to sh show you um, filed your state tax return and paid your state taxes before they'll release any funds. So that's something that we can get around that too with like partnerships or, you know, different entities, different things, but we can get around that too. Um, but that's only when you become a non-resident. Okay, um, cool. Uh, and then I had one last question. Uh, this is something that I came across as well, holding real estate through SDIRAs. Uh, and this is Roth SDIRAs that I'm talking about. Are you familiar with those as well? Yeah. Uh, so how is that different from holding through a corporation? Because uh, I understand Roth SDIRAs are also like, uh, you, are you again, considering, considering the situation that I would be outside the United States. Well, they're, they're, it's, a US, it's a U.S. source like uh, investment, right? Because you, 
deferred right. your taxes or you invested in it while living in the U.S. and it's held in the U.S. brokers or whatever. So the same estate tax rules apply from my understanding so that in that IRA, and I've seen it in practice because a lot of people, I do, I put up a, a bunch of videos about non-resident estate taxes and I get people reaching out to me that saying that um, my uncle died and he had uh, $180,000 in his retirement fund and in right. stock and they won't give it to me until I file these forms. So it's the same estate tax thing, but it's, um, um, but you still don't pay taxes on it or anything. And uh, the one thing with retirement accounts though, uh, is that when you get your, and, and again, you look pretty young, like you don't look, you don't look very old. <laughs> yeah, I so know. The, re, the retired minimum distributions, like you only take distributions from your IRA when you're 70 and then they would withhold 30%. So it's a U.S. Right. source asset and on retirement accounts, they will withhold. Actually, they withhold 30%. I don't know if they withhold on a Roth. Yeah, that's that, that was the question because I think mo the most of the options that I'm looking for is like Roth because there are no RMDs and you don't have, uh, uh, you know, uh, there are certain things that you don't have a minimum age well, why that you even, need to take out the straight. If, if you plan on leaving, stuff, why, so. even, why even put it in a Roth if you plan on leaving? No, anyways? so that wasn't my original plan when I first started. So, but then I figured out, like, you know, there are a lot more options outside and a lot of things that I can be looking at and stuff. They so. have offshore retirement accounts that you can use. And there's, a, there's a, I, I'm still learning about those a little bit. Um, so so most of, is most of your stuff in retirement? I mean, you're probably, if you, you're no, H1B. No, actually not. Uh, it's not, right? Because you're probably only no. putting in your, your 20000 a year in retirement, right? Yeah, it's only the max that uh, they allow you to put in retirement. So that's yeah, all like, I've been contributing, not more like than 17, that. 17,000 or something. Yeah. So right. you've done that for, so you might have like 150 in a retirement account. So the rest um, is going to yeah. be outside. Yep. Yep. So, what do you do? I'm curious. H1B, you're a smart guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a program manager, basically. So Okay. Uh, Amazon or something? Out in, oh, one of the big companies. One of the big companies. Sure. I know there's a number of, I think Microsoft, Amazon, I think there's a bunch of big ones out in Seattle. I have a bunch of Microsoft guys out in uh out there I do taxes for. I, I hope this part will be edited out though. <laughs> no, I mean, we didn't say, I mean, I'm just, I'm just speculating. We don't have to, like, you didn't say anything. Um, okay. Um, but I mean, what, what's, what's wrong with having employees who are fiscally responsible planning their, their retirement, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have a lot of options and especially as a, a non U S citizen, you can basically leave, keep investing in the U S market and keep right. drawing and using your money. However you want with paying very minimal taxes. Yeah. I mean, the, my goal has been to try and invest as much as possible now so that I can kind of enjoy later. Um, you know, I've, I've wanted to kind of like, you know, travel a lot, but I've been holding off on it just so I could save up on my assets now and then kind of live off the assets. Uh, that's what's been my goal so far. <laughs> so that's how I've been kind of operating as well. But yeah, um, that's awesome. That's a really yeah. great, that's a really great strategy. Um, I think yeah, that some of your questions about international companies and all of these things like uh, international LLCs, some of it doesn't really matter and a little bit's overcomplicated. Yeah. Um, so I think for you right now to keep it really simple, just keep saving, keep investing. And when you're really ready to pull the trigger, we can have a call and discuss residency and discuss how you want to set things up and, and do it. But for now, we, what you're doing is fine. Okay. That's good. That's good to know. Um, there's one last thing that I, w I did want to ask you as well. I know that, uh, you know, being on H1B, I cannot run any business outside. I mean, inside the United States, at least, I don't know, is it, 
is it okay to run outside? I doubt it as well, because I would still have to declare no, that was your income. Joaquin question. That was your question for Joaquin. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> He's I not in have the to office right now, that. so I can't, I can't ask him, can I run a business okay. outside? The thing is, like, I don't understand how, you know, people come in on a student visa and they're not allowed to work. But how do you stop someone from like, having a side hustle and just like getting paid? Like, I don't understand how you, how you. Um... Yeah, there, there are certain, I, I think some of those, um, you know, immigration laws are not really good or not really great. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is what it is. It yeah, is what it is. That, from, a quick, so. from a quick uh, Indian citizen, H-1B visa holder, can I run a startup in India? I said no, an H-1B yeah, worker know. is generally not permitted to work for any employer or run his own startup without authorization from USCIS, even if the company is located abroad. Yep. That's from Quora. Uh, so basically that has to be the truth. <laughs> the internet is always right, but. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, use, anyway. I use Google as a, as a jumping, a launching point, and then I, and then I get the real facts. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I guess that kind of answers um, the last question that I had as well is about, you know, if I did have a, corporate tax structure or LLC tax structure, then I can probably run off my business. But for that, I would probably have to be on a different visa or outside the United States, basically. So I mean, you could you get away with you can do whatever you want. You can put the open LLC in your in your uncle's name, in your mom's name, and then just do the services. <laughs> I right. do that right. all the time. I just talked to a guy whose mom owns his LLC. I'm like, okay, buddy, your mom owns it. But she, you know, so like, it's uh, the tax system in the IRS is and like the, the way information is shared is like, there's just, you know how it is. There's just so much information out there. Right. So there's, right. Uh, there's certain triggers that are obvious, but everything else is just noise. And it's an insane amount of noise. I don't know. The IRS, all their systems are super antiquated. USCIS is, I think, shut down right now. So I don't know how any of these people, uh, like, uh, um, what's the word? How they enforce all of these laws that they're doing and all these rules, especially when some of them are, super uh, like uh, antiquated and ancient or whatever so if you want to start a business i think the risk would be very very low to do it and to get to get rolling on it okay all right cool um i think that answers most of the questions i had and i think the biggest clarification that you provided was the llc's and corporate uh you know the difference there so I, I definitely should go back and i'm guessing you're probably recording the video as well so i can go back and take a look at it, some of the answers that you provided as well yeah so. yeah i am recording i mean this is like why i can justify doing free calls all day is because i i put it on my youtube channel and that's probably how you right. found me i'm sure right <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah so yep, yeah, so, so the corp the, again the corp is a u.s a standalone resident entity when you become a non-resident if you have like a u.s business an office a warehouse employees or anything physically here you would want it in a corporation because it provides a better like a, a separation from you because the what the problem with not using a corporation is that the u.s if they were to ever audit you in the rare chance they would want to pull in all of your income from all over the world instead of just what was earned in the u.s the corporation is how you kind of segregate u.s source income from outside of the u.s income when okay. you know in, in most in most cases and it's it also makes it easier for different things like the corp corporations are easier for raising capital for for startups because you can sell shares. Uh, LLCs don't have shares. They just have a membership interest. Right. So that's like okay. another big distinction is the, the share having actual stock and shares or just having an interest in the company, like a partnership interest. So, okay. And now one last thing was that um, the U.S., the entities that hold the real estate would be U.S. LLCs, but then the U.S. LLCs would be owned by an international corporation. 
Is that correct? No, no. So if, right. if, if you so I didn't mix up. Yeah. Okay. So you mix it up. So there's really there's there's two important two ways to do it, and and it's all centered around the estate taxes. The taxes are going to be lower if you own the real estate yourself, but again, the estate taxes are higher if you have any concern about estate taxes at all. Um, if um, if you own everything personally, because the U.S. will impose estate taxes on U.S. source assets, and the exemption is only sixty thousand dollars. So the value of anything over 60,000 stock, real estate, the IRS is gonna take 40% of before they give to your family. So it's a huge tax and it's and it's, right, something right. That, it's something that with like real estate and stocks held in a brokerage, you can't just not do because they won't release it to your family if, unless you do it, right? So right. you can protect against that either by a good insurance policy and then pay the taxes and take your chances, or you can put it in a, structure that protects against estate taxes for investing you can use a partnership because partnerships interestingly enough don't have estate taxes and if you have two partners the partnership will never die you know uh, it'll, yeah. it'll always stay open that's one way for doing investing but for real estate um it's generally like a, a foreign corp that doesn't pay any taxes that owns a u.s corp that owns an llc and the llc would be connected to the property and the u.s corp would pay the taxes okay. It's a little okay. I see the structure now. Okay, yeah, you All see right, it now, cool. right? Okay. You can yeah. also okay. use foreign trusts that own the L the own, but basically if you have an LLC, it passes through. So if a foreign corp owns an LLC, the foreign corp would be paying US taxes. Right. That's okay. Worse. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Fun stuff, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Thanks so much. I think that helped uh, uh helped a lot and answer a lot of my questions. So uh if you need help with your ta U.S. tax filings and stuff, I definitely I, I do that too, and we're pretty reasonably priced. I think I think I'm really great priced for the, my experience. But uh, <laughs> let me know if you yeah, have, next year if you haven't when you need to file or whatever. If you need help, sure, sure, definitely will do. Okay. Uh, yep. Any more questions? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Thanks, and I, and I'm just gonna. You're cool with me putting the video on the on the internet? It's right. Fine. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Well, we'll be in touch and uh, thanks again for your time. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate okay. it. See you. See ya. Okay. So that call went really well. I think we had a really great conversation and talked a lot about all the stuff that I thought we were going to talk about. U.S. Corps, LLCs, investing, uh, resident, non-resident, offshore, onshore, all the good stuff. If you have questions about what we talked about, you can comment below. If you want to talk to me, the links are in the description. Um, Thanks for watching. Uh, if you have need help with any of these companies or services or tax planning, definitely reach out. That's what we do. The email is in the description below. And uh, don't forget to like the button right there. Thumbs up and subscribe. I really appreciate it. And I will see you in the next video. Thanks.